Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. So on the podcast today, I get to speak to Becky Raven, who's a friend of mine. She is a wonderful business coach. She's a brand consultant, a speaker, and presenter, and entrepreneur. And she's all about helping people to get lit. She explains exactly what that means in this episode. She has so many useful ideas on helping us to master our mindset and feel better about who we are, dial up our self-worth, how we can build the life of our dreams and become the happiest version of ourselves and really unlocking our fullest potential. And I think this really comes through in this episode with Becky. She shares a lot about her own transformation, the journey that she's been on to really shifting her mindset and changing her life in quite dramatic ways. We get into this topic of being lit, being lit up, you know, turning your light on. This is something that Becky is really focused on helping people with. And why for so many of us, we can hold ourselves back from really shining brightly and being confident because we are so scared of what other people are going to think. And so she just shares a lot about this and how we can overcome those barriers so that we can just be our most confident selves. We talk about the inner critic, we talk about anxiety, Becky shares some really practical tools that she helps her own clients with. And we also get into the topic of social media and that pressure and how we can try to not allow social media to take over our lives. So I would love to send you some free resources to help you to become your calmest and happiest and most confident self, you can head over to karmayou.com forward slash free, enter your email address there, and I'm going to send you those free resources, MP3s, worksheets, loads of practical tools and updates about the podcast. And you can get that at karmayou.com forward slash free. So let's get into the interview with Becky Rabin. This podcast is sponsored by my favourite activewear brand, Sweaty Betty. There are so many activewear brands to shop from, but Sweaty Betty is special because all their products from run and yoga to swim and ski are engineered to last. This is not fast fashion, it's high quality. And I actually have several pieces from Sweaty Betty that I've had for years and I continue to wear and love. 
Sweaty Betty have introduced a leggings take back recycling scheme. Partnering with global textile recyclers, Sweaty Betty customers can return their unwanted leggings of any brand to any of their 60 standalone stores across the globe. And in exchange, you'll receive a reward voucher, which can be redeemed on your next purchase. Since its launch in October 2019, the program has already saved over 2,000 pairs of leggings from going to landfill. Pop into one of their stores with your old leggings to grab that voucher towards a new pair. Head to sweatybetty.com forward slash sustainability to find out more hey becky hello hello welcome thank, thank you, you for so having much. me thank you for being here it's nice to be it's nice to be here it's nice to be um being interviewed for once yes on the other side of the yeah. uh situation can you share with us what what do you do and how do you help people and, and what's been your journey to, to get to where you are today Okay, wow. So what do I do? So I guess firstly, I'm like a business coach. I call myself a business mentor and like empowerment coach because it's not just business focused. So um, I guess my biggest like mission is to help girls light up and like know that they can have more, that they can have anything they dream of if they just believe in themselves to help them like turn down the volume on their inner critic and like step into their light and step into their power so I guess how I do that is I work one-to-one with um, predominantly wellness coaches or entrepreneurs in the wellness space so whether they own a studio or they are a yoga teacher instructor or life coach health coach nutritionist PT so I work with them one-to-one to help them build their business but also to help them believe that they are worthy of building their business and confident enough to step into the limelight make impact um, increase their visibility Um, So I do that one-to-one and then I also um, have a group coaching program where I, again, work with wellness experts to help them build their business, but it's a lot more on like their own journey. They, we give them the resources, they access it. Um, And then I host events, my own Get Lit podcast. Um, What else? That's about it, really. Oh, and then I, I'm a founder of uh, an online wellness magazine, which is written by the leading experts in the industry. So it's kind of all working with entrepreneurs who want to grow their business but also people who um just want to have more and are maybe lacking in motivation kind of the go-getters of the world who might not be shining yet or dreaming of shining or have a dream that they want to pursue um and then how did i get here um you know what it's so weird because it kind of all just makes perfect sense but i would never have guessed that this is what i would be doing like ever in a million years i actually started as an advertising manager um working at Hearst Magazine, so I was, uh, like, managing a department of girls, um, predominantly graduates, who we were selling all the adverts into kind of all of the magazines. But on the side, um, I've always struggled with food intolerances. I was born, like, lactose intolerance, and I've just been a highly sensitive person with, like, all these autoimmune issues. So I was always researching kind of alternative methods of healing, which... Back then, alternative methods were, like, going gluten-free. Like, obviously, now the whole world's gluten-free. But, like, back then, it was all about, like, gluten-free. Like, the things that I was doing that were helping me get better that weren't your, like, like usual types of medicine. Um, And I was blogging that as I was kind of, like, going along and had always been super sporty my, like, entire life. So started blogging what I was eating, what I was doing, and then that turned into blogging fitness, and then I became a personal trainer. So for, like, two years, I was double-lifing in the corporate world and then also being a PT 
and blogging and sharing what I was learning and kind of just getting immersed in the whole wellness fitness scene. Um, so I did that for like two years, which was also probably a massive part of the whole journey too. So I kind of had like my heart was in one business. And actually, I did love my corporate career as well. I loved it. And I'd always thought that that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to go up this ladder but it wasn't like fulfilling my heart like it wasn't like really filling me up and so I got really confused because I was like which one do I want to do like my heart's over here in fitness but this pays the bills um and this is all and also I think it was a lot more because that was all I ever wanted I always wanted to work in a corporate career in a publishing house with magazines wearing heels to work and being this like successful on the outside woman that it was really confusing for me when I started questioning what I wanted and that that wasn't filling me up and like hang on a minute how did the gym and trainers like make me so happy so I kind of did the both for two years and then I couldn't really take it anymore and actually the universe gave me a little bit of an amazing nudge and made my boss redundant and kind of moved the whole department around which basically meant that I had an out to leave and they kind of they wanted me to step up into his shoes didn't give me the pay rise kind of all the things that went with it so it really made me kind of step into my power and go right I really need to figure out what I want to do here so I jumped basically and took the leap went self-employed um I actually set up a influencer marketing business with a business partner of mine which kind of made me have a regular income for a bit and learn the wellness industry even more we kind of got to know all the brands we got to know all the people and then on the side I got to build my like wellness magazine which was alternatively healthy um and I'd actually been through a kind of massive thing with Hearst probably should say their name but yeah um where they asked me to pitch to them what alternatively healthy was so that they might launch it as a magazine and I was obviously really excited and it made me do this amazing business plan and obviously working in magazines I saw that there was like this wealth of like the rise of people wanting to know about health and there wasn't as many magazines and obviously there was women's health and like runner's world but they were being written by journalists um and people with an interest in fitness but not qualified experts and so i found this like gap in the market and was like i think we need an online wellness magazine that isn't just about abs and how to lose weight and shred and burn but actually like how important your mind is to your health and your healing and alternative methods of healing so whilst I was doing that business with my business um, partner I was able to kind of like follow my passion with um, both the personal training but not put too much pressure on it being my earning and income and then also building the alternatively healthy brand so again meeting loads of experts and getting out there so we ran that we've been running that for like four or five years now um and then what just naturally happened is as I grew out of being a personal trainer I, I realized that the bit I loved about being a personal trainer was I loved helping girls believe that they were way more than what they thought they were I attracted all the same girls and they were all just carbon copies of me like they were going through the same things that I'd gone through, even to the point where like loads of them had lost a parent and I didn't have a dad. So it was like I was really attracting just mirrors of me and they were all in amazing shape but couldn't see it. And so I was like, this isn't fulfilling me either, like helping them look a certain way. Like we're so much more than that. And I really for like a year lost my message as a PT. I was like trying to tell girls that they could get fit and look a certain way, but also trying to tell them that it wasn't about how they looked and they were so much more than that. And I was really, I got really lost um, and I went away to Australia and I was just so uncertain of who I was. And I kind of like fell into this whole as well as I took myself out of my comfort zone all my issues that I'd been ignoring kind of came up and I started battling with my own body 
um, issues again and food. And I realised I was so routine with my food and so restricted with my food, but I didn't notice because it was so routine. I was just living my normal life. So, yeah, in Australia, I got really lost and I kind of came home and just committed that I was just going to spend a year working on myself and my own growth. And then it just all fell into place that actually what I started doing was helping all of these experts that were working through the brand build their brand and kind of consult them. Um, And then I took a risk, a massive risk. And I was like, I've been in this industry for five years. I don't know who I am or where I'm going. And I took on a business coach. And she was the one that then was like to me, what are you doing? Like, you are, you've got so much to give. You should be coaching people as a business coach. And I was like, what, me? And she was like, absolutely. Like, you've run three businesses for the last, like, five years. You've got a degree in it. You are, you're advertising and marketing background. Like, you have all the skill sets. And you've worked as a coach yourself in the industry. So you know what that industry looks like. And then it just, from there, fell into place. Like, I was no pushing, there was nothing. It just all kind of fell into my lap. And then I started business coaching people, getting loads of traction there, and I couldn't physically take on any more one-to-one clients, so I created the community. So it's funny because I think people think it's all about just jumping into the unknown, but actually I was doing all of the steps along the way. So, yeah, every dot, like, kind of connects. If I hadn't have done advertising and marketing, I wouldn't know how to market my business. If I hadn't have done the PT stuff, I wouldn't know what it's like to be, in a, like, a PT in the industry and the challenges that you face. Um, so, yeah, that's how I ended up here in kind of a not-so-short nutshell. Mm, mm, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how sometimes we can look back on our careers or lives and just see how things maybe seem kind of circuitous but actually everything was teaching us something and Mm -hmm. pushing us in a certain direction and everything's kind of happening for a reason 100% how do you think you transformed personally throughout all of this my god Um, I would say like hugely and I'm really honest in anything that I do I, I really like always draw back to like where I was because I think as coaches sometimes we can like want to be seen to be professional and have all our stuff together and like we haven't been on a journey but like I also believe that most people in this industry aren't here unless we've overcome something and I literally was talking to a friend yesterday and she was like to me the person that you are now compared to who you were four years ago five years ago when we moved in with each other is like a completely different person like the words that I use the things that I used to say the I used to talk so badly to myself. Like, I'd look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, you're gross. And, like, just was so harsh on myself. Um, I used to literally have this, like, sign on my forehead that was like, don't talk to me. And it wasn't because I was rude and I didn't want to talk to people. It was just because I was so insecure. Um, And I didn't think I was, like, worthy of being spoken to. Which most people didn't also understand because I was quite... I'm, like, an out-there person. Like, I've never been an introvert at all. So I am confident in, like so many ways but I was never confident in myself and I believe they're like very different things I could hold a room I could you know stand in front of a a group of people and talk but I just didn't love myself enough so I think the transformation I have really like for the last four years hugely focused on my growth and I've just gone deep and I've faced so many like things that I was trying to like think that I wasn't bothered about so like for a let me think about this so before I was born my dad actually died Uh, he died a week before I was born and I kind of spent my whole life thinking I was very unaffected by it because I didn't lose I didn't know any different so I kind of just shied away from it never asked my mum any questions Um, and actually what I've really learned since doing all the work on myself is like that really caused so much problems so many problems for me like I kind of learned that you have to fend for yourself so you have to always always be on the go and like push and shove your way through life and that 
you have to work super hard to earn money because it doesn't come easily. Um, I learned that every man always leaves. And so I learned so many con like conditioned things in my mind at that point from what I had kind of been through that I had some real demons, uh, real demons that I needed to face. And a lot of it was just chasing approval from other people because I was desperately seeking my dad's approval. Um, so I was like, wanted to be the most successful in business because I wanted someone to approve of me. And I wanted to have the most amazing body because I wanted someone to approve of me. And I wanted everyone to tell me that they liked me because I didn't like me. So yeah, there's been a huge transformation. Even in the last year, I would say like I really just stepped out of my fear of being seen and out of my comfort zone and have just like been trusting a lot more in the process. Um, but yeah, if anyone had met me like three years ago, I mean, I mean, you knew me like three years ago. It's, it was so different. I just was kind of felt like the world was against me and I felt like I wasn't ever worthy of being successful. Um, so yeah, there's been huge growth. <laughs> huge. Mm, amazing. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think I met you. I remember <laughs> when I met you and I think you just left your job or you yeah. were just about to. It was like yeah. you were in your last week of that wow. job and you were just in, like taking that leap into the next chapter. That was a scary time. That was a really scary time. I often get asked by people like, how can I leave my corporate job and do what I love? And I kind of am like, I did it. But there was a lot going on behind the scenes for like two years before I did it and then in the last six months before I did it I cried every day I had this like anxiety inside of me every day like all the fears were coming up for me but also like was I making the right decision was I going to be supported with money is this what I want am I crazy and then you have your mum being like have you saved enough money and I remember I remember meeting you actually and I was like ah. I was so excited by what the future could hold but I was so petrified um, and ultimately I just don't think I never really believed it wasn't that I wouldn't, didn't believe in my ability to achieve all the things that I wanted to be, like do. It was more that I didn't think I was worthy of shining. And I was so afraid of being the girl that went for it. And I kind of think that that's what so many people struggle with. It's not that they don't believe they can do it. It's that they don't want to be the girl that steps out and like be who does she think she is? And like, how dare she shine her light? And that sort of, that was my biggest fear. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that, that yeah. you can feel very exposed yeah. and kind of naked yeah. and vulnerable when you're putting mm. yourself out there. And it's not easy. No. And people, I mean, I still feel afraid when I'm going outside my comfort zone. It don't, I don't know if it goes away, really, no matter what you do or no. how much you push yourself. I think there's always new levels to get to. Um, so do you think that aspect of, um, I know you've spoken about this before, and I hear this a lot from people, you know, what are other people going to think if I mm. suddenly set up my own business? Or what are other people going to think if I suddenly start going on Instagram stories and talking about things? Is that something that you see a lot? Oh, my God, so much, so much. And also, like, coming from quite a, like, big uni group myself, when I started doing my blog, like, I can't tell you how many people took the piss out of me, had something to say about it, and they were like, who does she think she is? It's so self-indulgent. And that's the whole, like, message behind get lit really is that I want more women to feel safe to light up and know that it is their birthright to light up and to shine and that actually they're not serving not only themselves by not but there are so many people who need their light there's so many people who need them to kind of show up and shine and do whatever it is that their purpose is here for and we can become so caught up in what other people think about us and I think I was on like a spiritual retreat in Thailand and I was having a healing session and this man said to me like why do you work the way that you you do and I was like uh because I I want to be successful like I want and it wasn't like oh I want to help people at that stage it was I want to be successful and he was like but why 
And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, you do know. I was like, I don't. And then he was like, okay, when you were working out and you were like so obsessed with how you looked, what was your driving force behind that? And I I was like, I guess I wanted people to approve of me. And it was so simple. He just turned around to me at that moment and was like, the only person approval that you need is your own. And like, as long as you like your work and you like who you are, it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and it was like it just spoke straight to my heart it was like exactly what I needed it sounds so simple but I was like oh and I say that to so many people now on like my events and stuff and even to them they're like oh it's like this we're like waiting for everyone else to tell us that we're amazing but as long as we love and we know what we're doing I always say to people like if you have a mission or a purpose it becomes way more important than your insecurities if you genuinely want to help people or genuinely want to do something you tend to then not worry as much about what other people think of you. Um, And also the other thing I always say to people is like, people really only have something to say when they're triggered by what you're doing. So (laughs) I call myself out on that all the time. If I ever find myself judging someone, I'm like, okay, what is she doing that is triggering me? And I remember there was like a few girls that used to really trigger me in my space as coaches like a couple of years ago and I couldn't follow them and I was just like oh like she's so irritating like she's and I realized it was all because they had absolutely no fear of being seen they were just authentically themselves on their social media and they were out there and I was so petrified of doing that that for anyone who is ever worrying about what other people might say it's really about worrying about firstly there are going to be so many people who are going to say things who are just bitter and jealous because they're desperate to do it themselves they might not even know that that's the reason um but also just worry about the people who care about you i've done a lot of like surrounding like a lot of like decontaminating my field of energy in life as in like who i'm hanging around with Mm. like I really had to separate myself from some people. And I know some people meant well when they were, like, joking and laughing and, like, you know, it was humbling and, like, I love them for it. But then some of them I just had to be like, listen, like, this is my work and every time you message me something like that, you make me question whether I should do it or not. Um, So, yeah, that shows up a lot. I think it's one of people's biggest fears is what other people will think about them. Mm, Okay, so Mm. so it's about remembering that what you think of yourself is the most important thing and also that other people are maybe projecting their own insecurities onto you it's not actually about you it's kind of their own stuff so don't take it to you personally and when you say that to someone as well I always say to someone notice it when you do it yourself first or notice if you are around a friend and they say something about someone else just check in and ask yourself if you know that that person's struggling with whatever it is they're talking about because I just really believe like comparison and judgment all comes from our own insecurities and every time I then got clear like every time I was judging someone I was like hmm that's me. I'm doing that. I, I have a problem there and I need to work on that myself. Um, and also just to know that it that that is what this whole message is that I want to really spread is that like it is safe. It is your duty in life to shine and you have every right to. Um, and it just feels amazing when you when you are if you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm, mm. Totally, totally. What about comfort zones? Ooh. Can we talk? Can we yeah. talk about this? I have, been, have you gone out of your comfort zone by any chance? Oh my goodness, <laughs> have I? Yeah, um, comfort zones. I, I also kind of this stems into the last 
topic about um, being afraid of like what people might say. The same as like why we stay safe in our com- in our safety zones. I did a I did an episode on this actually on my podcast, and I believe that like they're the excuses we tell ourselves to keep ourselves safe, so the people are gonna say something about me or it might not work. I don't believe that's what we genuinely believe. I think that they are the the things we say and are we let our ego think to kind of keep us in that safety zone. So being in our safety zone, right, is like we feel comfortable there. It's what we know. It's the role we know how to play, whether it's in relationships, like being in a safety zone where you just keep dating the same guy. Because and that was I did that all the time. I kept dating the same guy because I knew how to play the role of the girl that always got hurt. And so anything other than that was like really scary for me. So I I kind of believe we stay in these comfort zones, particularly with like stepping out into our light, into like building a business because we're so afraid of how like powerful we can be and how how far we might fall if we fall because the top is so amazing. And I'm always saying to people like, wouldn't you rather like see the top for a minute, even if it was just for a minute and then fall? And wouldn't you rather feel that feeling of love because you like jumped out of your comfort zone and told someone how you felt about them than not feel it at all? And so when we stay in our safety zones, we kind of, that's what keeps us stuck. That's what stops anyone from doing anything that they dream of doing. And the thing is with getting out of your comfort zone is that's kind of where all the magic happens. So I always say to people now, if something scares you, do it. And if I'm at a stage in my life where I'm kind of working along, like doing something and I've got comfortable and there's no fear there, I kind of always sit back now and go, okay, I'm, I need to step up. What's next? Like where I need to find some kind of fear. I love that feeling where you're like, oh, I'm scared if it's going to do well because I know that that's me growing yeah I think a lot of our need to stay in our like safety zone and our comfort zone is our need to control things um a lot of us don't even realize that like we're doing it but I even noticed like with my events my a lot of my events are about stepping out of your comfort zone and being brave right that's the whole theme of them and I'm quite vague with what happens at the events like we've done enough events now people have kind of seen all the videos they've seen like they can see what goes on at them and they see the feedback um but I always get people messaging me saying like I really want to book a ticket but like what's going to happen there who's going to be there what are you going to do and I'm always like listen this is the first step it's all going to be about like stepping out of your comfort zone and the first thing is for you to book a ticket you know it's going to like you know it's going to help you the voice that's telling you to find out all the eventualities is the exact voice that keeps you safe so I deliberately keep my like bios for the events quite vague because a I quite often like to just let the events go where they're meant to go, but B, because I'm like, I want you to take that first step of doing something where you can't control all of the outcomes. And so when we step out of our comfort zone, we kind of lose control of all the possibilities because we've never been there before. But what I try and say to people is like, what if those possibilities are way better than you could have ever imagined or have controlled? And you're actually blocking that from happening by staying in your comfort zone. So I think... The biggest thing, though, is people get overwhelmed with it needing to be a massive step. And I actually always say, like, the best things come from the smallest steps. Like, whatever your big picture is, take one small step every day that gets you out of your comfort zone. Whether it's going to talk to someone really randomly and saying, like, hi, just so that you can work that muscle and learn that it's the correct behaviour. So that your body learns that it's a really good, like, your your conditioned mind kind of goes, oh, that went really well. I'm going to do that again. Um... And I don't know, I just think the greatest things come from when you step out of that comfort zone. Um, And the whole reason we stay there is it's that same voice that tells you you're not enough. It's that same voice that tells you you can't have what you dream of having. So it keeps you like stuck in that zone where you are. 
Yeah. I'm a big fan of stepping out of comfort zones. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think you've really hit on something with that issue of control. And yeah. we little human beings, you know, one of you know, 7.5 billion yeah. on a tiny planet in a massive universe think we can be in control of everything yeah. and we are not in control. And Brilliant. it's actually okay to not be yeah. in control because somehow the planets keep, you know, spinning and yeah. the world keeps turning and actually if we can relax into that, mm-hmm. like amazing things can happen. Yeah, I'm the, wor- I'm the worst sometimes. I have to really like check myself and go like, you're really trying to control all of the outcomes here. Mm. Let go and just like sur- surrender. It's such a cliche word, but like just let go and see what happens and whenever I'm not controlling a situation is when the magic really happens so I think the key is just awareness notice yourself if you're some like scared to step into something ask yourself why and then once you notice that it's actually oh I'm, I'm afraid that I might do really well at it or afraid that I might be seen you can go actually no like I'm going to do this and you kind of start making friends with that ego voice inside of you and just know that she's just there to protect you not to hurt you she's there to protect you and when you know that you kind of can work that muscle a little bit more it's amazing isn't it how there can be this fear of fear of failing but also fear of doing well oh no it's like you're like stuck in between like they're both terrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) seemingly yeah no I think they're the same fear as well Mm -hmm. I think they're just the fear of being yourself Mm -hmm. like the fear of success I think way outweighs of all the clients I've worked with and the people I've spoken to like I think there's more people afraid of success than they are of failure um I don't believe failure exists I'm like, I always say to people, what, you, what what does failure even mean to you? And if they say to me, like, oh, well, you know, launching an event and only two people coming or starting a podcast and only two people listening, I'm like, well, isn't that amazing that you've potentially, like, changed two people's lives? Like, we get so caught up in that how many that actually if you can change one person's life, that is such an amazing thing. It's just what are you defining as failure? I was actually reading a book this morning. Um, it's actually The Course of Miracles, but Made Easy, like oh. the Made Easy version. And he literally talks about how he wrote a book and it was called like Compass, uh, The Joy Is My Compass. And it did really badly in like brackets. He was like, it didn't sell. They ended up not printing it. It wasn't a best-selling book. And I kind of question why it was so bad and did I write it wrong or was it not meant to be and then he said he got a letter from someone once and was like or she stood up at an event and was like I always dreamed of opening up like an AIDS hospice um, but I because I was so passionate about helping people um, but I was stifled by fear couldn't do it and your book was the sole thing that made me get up there and go and do it thank you so much and he was like I noticed in that moment that even though my book failed technically to the outside world based on measures and achievement I had helped someone create an AIDS hospice like that if that was my only purpose with that book then it was great so I think it's more about redefining what failure even means um to who by whose measures because we're the only people setting that standard this podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals therapy has massively helped me in the past to make sense of my thoughts and process my emotions. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counselling that's done securely online. This service is available for clients worldwide and BetterHelp matches you with a counsellor based on what it is that you want to work on and their expertise. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is also available. 
BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And BetterHelp are doing a special offer for Karma U listeners. You get 10% off your first month when you visit trybetterhelp. That's betterhelp.com forward slash karma U. That URL again, trybetterhelp.com forward slash karma U to get 10% off your first month's online counselling. That's so true, isn't it? Because yeah. often we'll think, oh, I failed. But what what number of people yeah. have to come to make yeah. it? And often in our minds, it can be infinite. There's no amount of books that I could sell yeah. that would make me feel successful exactly. if you're in that mindset. Yeah. So... And who's telling you? Like, mm. who's telling you it's right or wrong? Yes, obviously, you can compare, like, your podcast listeners to someone else's. But it doesn't... It's not... That's not really what you're here for. You're here to help people with your podcast, isn't it? And of course, the more people it gets to, the more people you help. But um, yeah, I definitely think the fear of the fear of our success and how amazing and like worthy and capable we are is is probably one of the biggest things that I see. It's sad. It's sad. So sad. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean to to get lit? What does this mean? Oh, how can we get lit? How can we get lit? So I always say that, like, I always start by telling people what it isn't. <laughs> um, and I think we, like, being someone who's lit up is essentially someone who is in tune with their intuition. Um, they don't wait for other people to approve of them. Um, they're not afraid to step into their power. Um, they are not afraid to shine their light. Um, they are trusting and you know what I do this at my events I ask people to tell me what it means to be lit before I even talk to them and every single one of them always answers you know trusting authentically ourselves um, shining our light being like choosing fear uh, choosing love over fear like they all know the answers but they're never asking themselves the actual question or sitting with it so I had this like vision of creating the get lit message for ever I remember saying to my business coach I keep wanting to do something called get lit I don't know where it's come from but I just feel like it's a very like today kind of way of telling people to light up to the people who maybe aren't reading spiritual books or aren't uh, on any kind of pathway to like you know they might believe there's a little bit more out there or that they're worthy of more but they don't know how to start um and so get lit like has quite a few different meanings because obviously with my business coaching clients I'm a lot like this is about you being visible it's about you stepping into your power and being seen and increasing your impact in the industry but then for like our podcast listeners or our event attendees and like the general message is like to be yourself and shine exactly who you are and who you want to be so I always start by telling people that like being lit isn't about your like outwardly measures of success or how well you've been received by people or achievements or your qualifications or anything like that um it isn't about what other people think of you and it also isn't about the things i used to think that being lit was like having the best bag having the best shoes having the best clothes and all the designer things and i still love designer things now but my self-worth doesn't depend on it so i used to kind of believe that if i had all of these things i would be lit i was trying to be seen by everyone by the clothes that i was wearing and i was trying to be seen by like building a business and i was trying to be seen but really i was actually hiding who i really was and so it's basically about being unapologetically yourself and whatever that means for you shining that some people don't want to step out and be seen by loads of people and that's there's that's absolutely perfect too some people like to be introverted and stay where they are and kind of not be seen by hundreds of thousands of people but it's about being seen as who you are and believing in yourself enough to like surround yourself with people who light you up uh, do a job that you love 
you deserve everybody everybody deserves to do a job that they love and um be with people that they love and just have a hobby that they love and a passion that they love so yeah it's quite a multi-dimensional meaning but it's just essentially to just shine whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. and like fill yourself up um from the inside so i always say like you got to flick your switch but it's inside of you and it's not from all of these outwardly things. So I used to wait for someone to come over and tell me, oh, you look amazing. And it would like turn my light on for a little bit. And then as soon as they walk out the door, I'd be like looking for my next fix of that little bit of lightness. Um, And I also believe to really, truly shine, we have to go to our shadows. We have to go to our dark places. Like I am only doing my work now because I spent so many years hiding in my fear not believing I was worthy, hating myself, self-doubting, talking to myself badly. And it wasn't until I looked back at that that I realised that actually maybe that's my purpose to help other people. And often our purpose and our light kind of sits within those dark places. And I don't think you can really ever find your light without facing facing the dark and facing what you're like avoiding and doing the work on yourself um, and overcoming anything that's like been a trauma for you or a hardship for you. So yeah, that is what get lit means. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. I love that phrase, um, being unapologetically yourself. Yeah. I just love that. That's really empowering to me. And I think when it comes to anxiety or, you know, a lot for a lot of people, depression, it comes down to their relationship with themselves mm-hmm. to not feeling good enough, to not being able to to feel like they're okay. And yeah. I think if we can work at that level, so many other things kind of sort themselves out, yeah. whether that's in your professional life or your relationships. 100%. or But it all it's such an important it's key just, thing. It's yeah, everything, and I really. don't think people know who they are because they spend so much time thinking what they should be or what other people are and looking outside of themselves that they don't... Oh, I, you know, I, I remember writing down, like, what do I love doing? What makes me feel good? What lights me up? And I didn't... You know, it sounds so cliche to be like, oh, helping others. But I didn't really help. I didn't know that that was what it was. I'll never forget, like, one time where a girl gave me money for my, like, PT sessions. And it came from her mum, who was really unwell. And it was in, and she was like, I thought you'd really appreciate this. And she kind of gave it to me in an envelope that said, like, fun money. And her mum had given it to her. So she was like, I thought you'd really appreciate me giving it to you from my mum. Like, and she went to me, I don't want you to spend this on anything other than something that makes you feel amazing, like lights you up basically. And I was like, okay, cool, no worries. And I, I, this was before I went to Australia and I was like, I kept trying to find things to spend this money on and I, I couldn't, it was like cash. It was like for like 10 sessions worth of PT, just could not find anything. I was like, mm, glasses, like could buy them myself if like that doesn't like, and I realised that all those things that I would have bought I was like, nope, she, I promise. Her mum was so ill that I was like, I'm going to stick to this. And I couldn't I couldn't spend it. And like, literally, it st- stayed on my side for like six months. And then her mum passed away, sadly. And she was flying back to Australia. And she was like, I'm back for two weeks. I want to have one session with you. You were such a like pivotal part of my growth when I was in London that I want to have a session with you. So I got into this session with her and I wrote her a card. Her mum had passed away. So I was like, I better write her a card just to like share my condolences and say sorry. And I had this like over like overwhelming like feeling of like oh my god I know exactly what to do with this money and I turned up to the session and I and it was just came from nothing other than like I wanted her mum to give her this gift back and so I gave her the envelope back with all the money in and the note from her mum still and I was like this is from your mum and I just burst into tears she burst into tears it was the first time that I really realised that nothing had ever made me feel that good 
other than giving back to someone else. Like nothing. I was so surface level for so many years, thinking that happiness came from all these things. That that was when I realised that it was about helping others. Um, it was a really big change in my like whole like career at that point, big time. That's so lovely. <laughs> That's so lovely. Yeah, I think you know, as human beings. It's almost an innate thing that is within all of us that we get the most meaning from mm. being of service to other people mm. and, and helping other people. And modern life and consumerism and all these things have kind of convinced us that it is these surface things that yeah. are important. And actually, you know, it's getting back to that. And sometimes it takes us going through big challenges to get to that point, our own challenges and realising yeah. we can come out the other side. And that's why, yeah. you know, as you said before, a lot of kind of coaches and things have been through their own crap and then yeah. come out the other side and then think right I, I want to help other people because yeah. I've been I've been there definitely um is there do you have any kind of favorite tools or practices that you can share um in terms of what people can be doing you know at home to to help themselves with the things we've been discussing Oh, do you know what I like? I have so many little tools in my bag that I kind of get out, and I, I think I I really have spent two two years mastering like what works for me. Um, I um, I used to suffer really badly from anxiety, like couldn't sleep, used to get panic attacks all the time. Um, I changed a lot of like my health and like my diet as well, and like things like people who are quite driven or high achievers or people who want to start a business or whatever tend to be quite like intense and high um what's the word like in flight or fight basically all the time we're kind of like like go 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 um and so I started like implementing rituals um really slowly but like I changed my whole morning so when I was working full-time now I'm like I don't I start my day at like never really before 10. Uh, that's a choice. I obviously work for myself, but um, even when I was working full time, I basically decided I used to get up and run out the door and go to the gym at like 6am before I'd then like go to commute to work. And so I switched it and I got up early and I spent an hour at home slowly starting my day. So I would meditate. I got really into meditation, um, but I'm not a big meditator that goes like deep. I tend to only really have about 10 minutes. I just breathe. Like, I don't, I think we kind of overcomplicate it all. I just put on some nice music and I just breathe in and out as much as I can. And I kind of just sit with it. And that really helps me. Um, so I do that and I journal quite a lot. Uh, I just ask myself how I'm feeling. And often with business, you know, lots of fear like comes up particularly if you're stepping out of a comfort zone so I always say to my like clients and I still do it myself like what is it that you're afraid of in this particular moment like what is is scaring you from stepping out of your comfort zone here or what happened today and why did that happen and how did that make you feel and when I write that's kind of when my magic happens I just sometimes write things that I'm like whoa did, did I write like I read it back and I'm like did I write that um, and I just find it so therapeutic um what other things do I have a lot of it is like I talk to myself quite a lot <laughs> in my like head sometimes I don't say it out loud but I'm sure some people walk past me and they're like what but I think a lot of the work that we talk about is all awareness is key. So, you know, even when I used to speak in certain ways or think certain things, like when I got clear about what I was doing, I always say to people like, write down all the things you're afraid of, for example. what's You can't step out until you know what's been holding you back. So I always say, like, you can't light up until you know what's been turning you off. Like, until you know what's been tripping your fuse and who's been tripping your fuse, you can't shine your light, right? So I always tell people to start with getting aware of what their actions are, what their behaviours are, what their thoughts are. And sometimes just awareness alone 
and just going, oh, I just did that. I'm going to stop and choose again is like for me was the biggest change. You know, like I used to eat, eat my food and like pinch my body and be like, oh, my God, I must have just put on about 10 stone. And then when I made a conscious decision and a commitment to myself that I was going to change my words, I brought awareness to it and I would I would literally say to myself, nope, you're amazing or you're beautiful or whatever. And it just shifts your whole energy. And I think with business stuff or with stepping out into your power, last year at the beginning, it was like this time last year, I came home and I made myself a commitment. And I, I call it a lit statement. I wrote myself a commitment statement or a lit statement in my phone. And I wrote all, so I started with what are all my fears and I wrote down all the things I was afraid of and all my limiting beliefs and all the negative words that I used. And what I did was I turned it into the positive. So I created lit statements instead of, or lit formations instead of like the, the fear-based ones and basically turned that into like a three sentence paragraph that I read out to myself every day. And I think that one originally last year was like, I'm not afraid, I'm committed to stepping into my power. I'm not afraid to be seen. Um, I know that when I'm a light, I light up others um, and great things happen to me or something. It was something along those lines. And I read it to myself every morning, first thing in the morning for six months. And it was just unbelievable like the change was just amazing because the more you tell yourself those things the more you believe it and then you sit into that energy and this year mine's a lot more like um I'm gonna move and trust from a pace of peace and clarity and calmness because I'm quite often like go 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 and so it changes and I think that's the key is to kind of be aware that we're always evolving and whatever your like focus might be right now doesn't mean that that's going to be your focus in six months time so yeah I think the biggest thing was I wrote a commitment statement to myself and I said it out loud to myself every single day that changed so much for me just telling myself I was worthy and I was going to be aware change my words and choose again like it really helped that's such a powerful one, I think. Mm. Just the act of having some intention behind mm-hmm. what you're going into the day with mm. and, um, you know, saying what you say to yourself is so important and knowing the direction that you're going in and just reminding yourself every day. You know, yeah. it's, it doesn't have to take long to do that, no. but it can be so powerful. It's minutes. And everyone's will be different. Like, some of the girls like that I've coached, they, they do the same. They realise that actually they were afraid of being seen too. And so that became theirs. Um, and... And some are just literally like, I choose to show up today with like confidence and energy and um, positivity and help one person today. Like it completely be whatever. It will all relate back to what your fears were, what's been holding you back from stepping out. And I think that's the first exercise I would like invite anyone to do is write down what they have been doing that's been holding them back. What behaviours do they do? How do they self-sabotage? Like, do they judge people a lot? I always say like, what's been keeping your light off? And like events, I say to people like, behavior is like one of the biggest things as well so I noticed I always took the piss out of people I always joked about people or joked about myself because I didn't want to be taken seriously that was my way of like hiding or procrastinate so whenever I know I'm onto something good like whether it be planning an event or when I was thinking of when I was literally planning out what get lit meant the whole message my first ever event was about that and I procrastinated so I found everything possible to do that I hadn't wanted to touch for, like, I tidied out my cupboards, I cleared out my house, I was like, I hate doing this stuff. And then I got clear, like, it was the awareness, I was like, oh my god, Becky, you do this every time you're about to shine your light, you stop yourself. Um, So yeah, getting really clear about what's been holding you back as well is so key. I think you're so right about the awareness, it's Mm. amazing how all these 
you know, patterns can run in the background mm. and we're not even aware that that's what's happening or realising that it's a problem. And then suddenly yeah. you shine light on it and actually that can be enough to change yeah. it sometimes. It yeah. doesn't need to be so complicated. It's just spending that time to do that practice 100%. that you just described and, and get clear on what's what's holding you back and what your fears yeah, are. You're so right. It is sometimes literally shining your light on it, seeing it and going, oh, like the work is done. Mm. You don't always, like, sometimes you might need to remind yourself, re-say the words, but sometimes literally just drawing the attention to it, the work's done already. Like your your mind completely changes and how it wants to behave, like because you'll notice every time you do it. What's your relationship with social media like these days? I've been asking a lot of people this question. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know what? I've always been really conflicting with this because as someone who has, like, a degree in, like, social media marketing, basically, um, I, I, I think it's the most incredibly powerful tool um, for brands, um, for people, for people with a message. Like, it's just so powerful and it's so wonderful in so many ways. Like, my group coaching community, for example, I have seen that grow purely just on social media. I wouldn't be able to do my work if it wasn't for social media. And I've seen people become best of friends through that community, sharing each other's work on social media, collaborating with one another. So I think it's really powerful, but my personal relationship with it has really changed. I don't know whether it's I've got to a certain age and I've it's been part of my life for so long that I'm just a bit exhausted. And I also like, when I'm coaching my clients, particularly when they're new in the industry, I'm like, you've got to show up. You've got to show up. You've got to be there. I spent two years on Instagram and on the social media world, like reaching out, connecting, using it for all its positivity. But I think we can get so caught up in being something on social media that we forget to be ourselves outside of it or we forget to live life. Or there's been so many experiences that like even when I was in that depth in Australia, you know, I always say to people, I was at the Wit Sundays, like one of the most magical places in the world. And all I was thinking about was what photo I was going to get and how that was going to go on Instagram instead of taking in this incredible experience. And I think it's being mindful with social media. I show up way less on social media now. I kind of show up, say a podcast has gone live and then I, I remove myself again because I decided at the beginning of this year that I wanted to focus on my community more. So people I'm working with one to one or any of our clients or anything, I want to be there for them more and every time I think of a caption for 20 minutes that's 20 minutes that I haven't been able to be with that person but I do think when you are kind of driven by purpose again and meaning social media becomes a much easier place I kind of removed anyone that was triggering me I um have just built such a healthier relationship with it that now I go on it I see the beauty in it I share my what I need to say and then I kind of get off it but I think a lot of people think that to be successful in business you have to have a huge social media following particularly like starting up and I just I don't believe that at all I think that if you're doing the right work and you're showing up in other ways social media is an amazing additional tool rather than the business I think that's what a lot of people can kind of get really confused by so yeah I've always been in two minds with it love it for so many reasons and then also think it can really can really lead people the wrong way and focus on the wrong things so I think it's just being mindful with it but yeah I, I use it way less I don't know if that's what other people are saying yeah but that's they a do. good yeah it's a good um <clears throat> position to be mm. in I think I think it can take over and I, I was talking to Shona Virtue mm. earlier this morning and she said there's an app that she uses to block Ugh. 
to block apps and I need to get the name of it but I may what, block apps so you download an app and it yeah. stops you going on Instagram basically oh, wow. <laughs> I was like I need this I'm yeah. going to text her after I remember I had five days off it I, I do it all the time now but before I think it was like the first time I was deciding I needed to spend less time on it. I took five days off it and I, I literally just put it into another... Um, I think I deleted the app from my phone. I can't tell you how many times I picked up my phone and, my, and, and I was like talking to someone, I'd like pick up my phone and my thumb just went to where it was and I was like, oh my God, it's like, it's not even a thought process anymore. It's just a habit. Mm. So, so I don't, you know what I don't do? I don't really scroll anymore. I kind of show up, see what my friends are doing see what my like peers are doing support them and then I, I leave I don't mindlessly sit there for hours scrolling anymore no mm. way but the screen time tells you that now as well doesn't it or you can yeah that's scary yeah yeah shames you into <laughs> that's like oh gosh because <laughs> I had I've had a few retreats that have been on this year where I've had breaks of like one or two weeks mm. from no email no whatsapp or anything and I've learned that life doesn't end that yeah. there are not disasters or yeah. things that need I need to know about actually the world carries on turning mm. and I don't need to be you know checking in on these things quite so often so that has helped to reset me I think in yeah, some ways so it's quite helpful I to think do we that. can get caught up when we help when our job is helping people we worry that if we don't show up for a bit on those like platforms that people are like our business is going to fail or people aren't going to think that we're doing our job and we kind of almost get really cool. I feel like sometimes I have to reply to every single DM from someone asking me questions I think you have to put your boundaries up mm. um I haven't ever done I'll be really honest I've never done a week with no emails and no social media I've done no social media I can handle that but I I, I find it really hard to not look at my emails and really detach that's something I'm definitely going to challenge myself to this year for sure I saw recently another coach posting that in this year she was giving up emails and wow. just getting her team to do all the emails and just yeah. asking her questions. I'm like yeah. considering that. Yeah. That's quite appealing to me. I write the content for my emails um, for like newsletters that go out. I write them, but my, te- my team do all the bits around it. Um, and, and, and sometimes now, particularly with the group coaching community, the, the girls just know my tone of voice and they write it for me and I okay it. Um but replying to emails, I've got way better at not replying to everyone. <laughs> Sorry if anyone ever gets annoyed by me, but I really like, I don't reply to a lot of emails now unless they're like, what, like I have the capacity to. Yeah. Because I used to be really like also one of those people that had to reply straight away. Otherwise I'd get anxiety if I left mm-hmm. it there. Um, and so I've really tried to like work around that. But no, I'm desperate. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to do like a complete no work week I think or two maybe at some point this year yeah just switch off yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all need that yeah digital detoxes of some kind Definitely. um Becky thank you so much thank for sharing you. all that you've shared you've been so generous of what you've shared with us thank um you. where can people find out more about you and what you're doing and what you're offering at the moment um so we have the get lit website so that's just getlitinc.co.uk um and then I have mine beckyrabin.com I think it's .com.co.uk.com. Um, and then uh, where can we show up? So we're hosting an event in March. I'm not sure how long, if it, if there'll be tickets left when this what goes out. 28th it? of March okay. it is. Um, which is all going to be about 
the focus of the event is going to be like bravery, overcoming fear, stepping out of your comfort zone. You don't have to have a business or even want to have your own business. It's just about becoming your more motivated and like lit up self, essentially. Um, I have a podcast, which is at the moment, it's just solo episodes. So I just host it. So it's called The Get Lit with Becky Raby Podcast. It's solo episodes. And then I do live coaching calls as well with clients. They can call in and ask me a question. Um, We're just going to start doing guest episodes now because I'm like, there's just so many people I want to speak to. Um, So that and then um yeah on social media becky rabin and then yeah if you are someone who uh, is looking to step into the entrepreneurial like realm particularly in the wellness industry or you already are a coach then i have my group coaching community um which is called the get lit click so it's a business coaching membership it's literally 25 pounds a month (laughs) um and in there you kind of a get access to a community of like-minded people so there's like 200 people in there and they're all been in the same position as you and everyone's just like you know you just you know you're going to message someone and they're going to be like of course let's go for coffee like i see them all the time having lunches and brunches together and some of them have become like lifelong friends which is if anything i'm so so glad i set up for that yeah Yeah. you know what was the least important part not important part but when i set it up it was just like oh and you're going to a facebook group like i didn't realize the power of it and i actually most people when they give us feedback are like i'm in it because of the community i don't even use the resources and then you also get access to like um called the members lounge so on there is like tons of masterclasses workshops webinars all on how to build your business so like find your niche know your audience create a social media strategy um literally everything build like start a podcast build a membership program we kind of cover it all um so yeah that's that's me that's where you can find me exciting (laughs) amazing thank you so much thank you so much for having me thank you Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you gained a lot from this episode. Come on over to Instagram and let me know what are you taking from this episode. Find me at Chloe Brotheridge. And I would love it if you would leave me a review in the podcast app or in iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating. And is there someone in your life that would really benefit from this podcast? You can let them know by sharing this podcast. I'd be so, so grateful. So I'm just wishing you a wonderful week ahead, sending you loads of love. Hopefully you'll tune in again and I'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 